Gary Bryan. This is Gary, isn't it? What's your name? Gary Bryan. What's your name? Gary Bryan. State your name for the record. Gary Bryan. What were they thinking? All right, high speed chases. That was Everybody's pretty good. Everybody's been in one. Yeah. Well, some of them one. Some of them are the speed chasers. Isn't that wild? <laughs> More people called that were in them than people who just saw them. That's what I thought. Yeah. I was, did that shock you? You didn't see that coming? Not really. And there was a lot of... I mean, it, yeah, it did shock me. I didn't see it coming. And there were a lot of motorcyclists <laughs> that called. Yeah. How many of them got away? Some of them. Like half. Half, right? Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, it's a lot more than people think. That's bad. Don't tell people that it's a 50-50 chance you could get away. I mean... Yeah, right. Don't do that. Well, <laughs> unless you hit something and you die... But if you're in a car, you're not getting away. No, in a car, no. no. But in but a motorcycle, you have a good chance. you can do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was telling Gary, my brother actually got away in a car. And yeah, this Leave is, it to your brother. Yeah, these were, these were it was the mid-90s. He had a Chevy Nova all souped up with nitro. So you hit a little button and it goes an extra 50 miles an hour faster. And he was street racing and saw the lights turn on. And he's all, oh, heck no. And gunned it, turned the corner. Turn the lights off, roll, like the guy in the motorcycle did. He just turned the motor off and coasted so nobody could hear it. Right. Rolled into a, a side alley with a parking spot and just ducked. And he saw everybody go by and then, and then waited about a half an hour and t- went home. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And I didn't find don't this out until like 10 years later. Yeah, don't try that. <laughs> yeah, it's just, don't, just don't do it. I mean, the, the worst thing about it is not you getting arrested, it's you maybe hitting somebody and hurting right, somebody. Right, the innocent people that are involved. Right, right. That, yep. That's one thing you'll never get over. Well, uh, right. my ex-wife got hit. She got T-boned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't here. This is when I just left here and went mm-hmm. to the country station. That was like the first month. I got a phone call. She, It was at the Montebello Mall. Somebody had robbed the mall and was trying to get away from the cops and T-boned, mm. T-boned her right there Who in the parking lot. for that? Uh, it was you just go through the regular insurance. You do the cops yeah. don't help out or anything no, like that. No, no, you just it's a it's a car accident. So whoever owns the car, their insurance, you, you go through the same process. Wow. <laughs> regardless of how it happened. How it happened? Well, yeah. yeah. Man, if they, if, somebody, if they if they light me up, I pull over immediate. If you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And I'm afraid of these guys. I I'm like sitting there in the car going, I don't make any sudden moves. Yep. Uh, it's give them the light. Don't say anything. They ask you questions to give them the answer to the question. I pulled up to my bro, my ex brother in law called me one time. And says, "Hey, I'm out of gas. I need you to come get me. Bring bring some gas over." I was all right. And it was in a place in, in a town where they have school police. Mm-hmm. So the school police are completely armed. They're just like regular cops. Is this like a university town? No, it's, no, it's just uh, the, the, the Unified the, School District. I, I see. It's the Fontana like School District. Has their own police department yeah, so too. Yeah. Fontana Unified. But these LA. are like, but these are like public schools. Yeah. yeah. So this was like a regular, you know, elementary school. I, w- I rolled up into the parking lot. It was dark, and. When I pulled in, I'm putting the gas in, and we're trying to get his car started. Well, the school police pulls up because they want to know why we're there. And I turned around and go, hey, everything's, hey, wait right there. And he pointed his gun at me. And I was like, no. And, and me, like, not knowing what's going on and having never been in that situation, I thought, well, I'll just explain why I'm here. I'm like, no, man, it's cool. He's like, I said stop. And I was like, oh, Okay, this guy's not messing around. The first time you saw the gun in your face, you didn't think well, to not talk? Well, it's far away. He's an idiot. It's far away, and if it's never happened to you, and you just think like, oh, well, I'm not doing anything wrong, so what's if the big deal? If someone points a gun at I me, would be freaked. <laughs> I'm totally I'll changing I'll just everything. Tell him, just tell him why I'm here, and he'll be cool, which he eventually was after he checked eventually. everything out. Yeah. Yeah, but he could have been trigger happy. 
If it's if it's dark though and you can't see him, what's what says he can't see you either and doesn't care what you're saying? I know. I, hey, it, it was a quick spur of the moment. <laughs> so thing. people so people all, wonder why cops shoot and yeah. and and, and they know it, that if you are within ten feet of them yeah. with a knife. Oh yeah, they don't know what you got. If but you, even if they know you've got a knife and you're with, within ten feet of them, they'll shoot you because yeah. you if you're within ten feet of a cop, you can be on them before they can get their gun out. Yeah. And so, don't be threatening. Don't be doing anything. Just drop everything, and you, just, you know. What's weird? The the weird part about that story too is, maybe about a year later, I was looking for houses. I was I was out house shopping, and we were up in this one model home, and we're looking around, and we run into this guy, and we hey, how, you know, this house is nice. Yeah, it is. And, mm-hmm. I, and we start t- somehow we start talking, and find out he says that he's a school cop. And I said, oh yeah, I had a little run in with a school cop by accident. He goes. I thought you looked familiar. Oh, no. It was the same cop. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Did he, he kind of scared you out me that or night. Like, slap you around? Oh, he was just laughing it off. He was, yeah. he was cool about it, but yeah. yeah. He's like, you wouldn't believe what I have to chase out of the schools. I'll bet. <laughs> yeah. I, you can't imagine what what goes on. These schools, you know, it's every everybody, every kid has to go to school. So every problem of society comes into that yeah. school. And schools now, like, uh, I mean, I remember just go back 10 years. They all have bars around them now. Mm-hmm. Like now, not bar drinking bars, but like literally fences where you can't, mm-hmm. you know, schools used to be a place you can go play. You know, that was kind of like, I lived across the street from a school. Mm-hmm. You can walk across the street and play in the jungle gym or play, play in the field, mm-hmm. basketball, whatever. Not anymore. It's locked up like a, like a prison. <laughs> I used to live in walking distance from my elementary school and my parents and I used to sneak in through the fence and go play on the, the, like, jungle gym thing yeah is that right yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean they didn't there were no cops there patrolling i don't think but yeah that yeah. would scare me though if there were and then they just happened to come up on you but there were well, no cops i've never seen well cops they're, not, they're not gonna shoot a little kid playing yeah the, the school we mind. lived yeah. across the street from when it had no fences they still didn't want you wandering in the building area yeah so you could play out in the playground so the cops would come and check the doors. They'd walk around, and we got caught a few times. They just wrote your name on a notepad and made it look like they were busting you and then yeah. told you not to do it again. Also, we would do this in the daytime on the weekends. Right. So it's not like, you no know, problem. it's not like really an issue. Yeah. Nobody cared. I could never do that job, man. Being a cop, like the worst. It's, yeah. you're it's de- thankless. You know why? Because you, you're just dealing with a bunch of nasty people. Just stupid. And also your mindset is really screwed up afterward. Right. right. I dated a cop and he would come home with nightmares. Right. Nightmares. Well, well it's like permanent PTSD. I mean, it's yeah, just like, pretty yeah. much. It can be. It I can mean, there's, be, yeah, there are very few people who can do that job much. and not be affected like that, you know. Pretty like much. my buddy Sean Conroy, he's like a, got a sunny attitude. He's just a straight up Boy Scout kind of guy. And he, I mean, he's the kind of guy you want to have a gun and a badge because he's like totally non-reactive. Violence is the last resort, you know. He like he's that kind of guy. But there's there are other guys on the force. Some guys there there are some bad people who get on the force, yeah, because they want to go out and find people and beat them up, you know. I think yeah, I think or they get I've influenced always, very easily. I've but, always thought it's fifty fifty. Like you have a fifty fifty chance that it's a really great cop or yeah. a really crappy cop. Well, there's very few bad very, cops, but there are bad cops. I mean, it's not it's not fifty percent of the force is bad, but because when they find those people, they get rid of them. They get them out of there as quick as possible because they know something bad is going to happen. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I agree, but that's fine. Well, you, I know you think it's fifty percent of cops I don't know if are it's 50/50, beating. 
beating people and shooting people. Uh, but I'm saying, I, I just mean dirty in general. I don't know if it's 50 50, in, in, but it's. I don't think it's very, very few. I think there's a good amount of bad cops out there, whether <laughs> they're actually. Well, you do come from Miami. Yeah, but I think it's every big city that's had this problem, not just Miami. By the way, cops, the actual TV show, when they do the Miami edition, great mm-hmm. entertainment. It's great entertainment because there's a lot of crazy stuff happening out there. What do you mean? Oh, the oh, TV what, show. The TV cops. show. Yeah, right. It's between that and Philly. Well, they knew. John Langley knew that when he started that show. Uh, that's a tough job, man. If if nobody if nobody does that job, you're screwed. You got to have them. You know, that's the what do they call it? The thin blue line, right? Yep. Yeah. So Rami Malek, his new project is a podcast. Did you see that? No, but you told me about it. I still haven't yeah. seen anything. I have to Google. I just saw this yesterday. It's not a show about a podcast. It's an actual just radio podcast. It's just a podcast. Hmm. And he it's a scripted podcast where he plays a radio disc jockey. And he's a radio disc jockey in a town where all technology has failed except for the local radio station. So the only way that people know what's going on, they have no internet, they have no f- smartphones, nothing. Hmm. Just a, he's the local DJ who's telling everybody what's going on. That would be a dream for us. Isn't that great? <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it used to be, right? Aren't there a few cities in the U.S. that really don't have access to Wi-Fi and things like that? Well, the, yes and can, no. They like, can still get cable, though, huh? Yeah, they can get it you, in other now ways. Now that cable mm-hmm. Wi-Fi is in, so. yeah. but you got to have it. I, that's a good question. I don't know that. It's called Blackout. Yeah, the, yeah, it's called Blackout. That's what it is. We ought to talk to him about it. Yeah. Because that it's he's, it's a, obviously a, a small project, but he liked it because he thinks people ought to get off. The big thing now, apparently, with a lot of rich people is like just never having to look at a, at a screen. Never having to look at a computer, smartphone, whatever. They're just away from all of that. Because they have other people to do it for. Right. That's a big luxury. And so that's like a sign of wealth now, that you don't have to deal with all the technology. You just live your life and, you know, which sounds kind of good, actually. Kind of cool. Yeah. He says the reason he did this goes back to how much he loves radio. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, Thank you. Come on, Rami. And a time when a family was communally gathering together to listen to the radio shows. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, they, there were a lot of radio shows on back in the day. Well, your grandparents. The, yes, my grandparents created three of them. Yeah, so back in those days, yeah, radio was like TV. Yes, correct. Didn't you have get TV. sitcoms, yeah. such as the Bickerson, yeah. which when it did transfer to TV, it transferred as the Honeymooners. Right. So, yeah. So back in those days, yeah, radio was like TV, yeah. and everybody would gather around the radio to listen to their favorite show. That's which, awesome. Can you imagine how cool that is? Yeah, we, we wanted to do something one time, and I don't think we could ever pull this off here, but uh, we were going to do in Portland a totally live show with a band, nothing pre-recorded. Like all, a late-night show. All commercials would be done live. Wow. Everything would be done live with a band. Nothing pre-recorded at all, just to see if we could pull it off. And it would be like old-time radio, because that's how they did it back then. They'd have a little band for the commercials. They'd have a little sound effects and stuff they did live, you know. And it was just, it was a trip. Did, was, did you hear this uh, blackout? Have you heard anything of it? I have not. I just saw Here's a, a trailer right here. Yeah. yeah. They, they have uh, there's three episodes up right now. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, they run about, they're only, and it's perfect. It's like 25 to 27 minutes long. That's, that's how long you want it to yeah. be. I will listen to the first one today on my way yeah. home. 
we're going to make this podcast two hours long right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's cool. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool, actually. Yeah, and I think he, as much as he loves it, he's now regretting it, he says. Why? He didn't know he was going to win an Oscar. And this is a very small-scale project. And now, because he had already committed to this, he's going to lose out on bigger projects. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. wow. Well, he'll yeah. be all right. Yeah. He'll be well, all right. Well, maybe he can work around it. He's yeah. trying. He's going to try, he I'm says. Sure, I'm sure. Hey, why wouldn't they want him to work around it? Because, and, you know what I mean? Because yeah, they yeah, want him to be more famous, him. not less. Yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, but it, I understand when he says that. I didn't know he was going to win an Oscar. Yeah. How do you know? Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't think I was going to win an Oscar. And, <laughs> and I didn't. He says, I'm very much aware it's a relatively small-scale project following up the highest-profile moment of my life. (laughs) It's a nice, you know, he's texturing. I had no idea I would win an Academy Award right before this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, right. Who who knew, right? It's just the way life worked out. There you go. What do you think of this whole thing about Rosie O'Donnell having a crush on Elizabeth Hasselbeck? Well, they kind of explained it. I watched The View yesterday, and I watched Mm -hmm. Elizabeth. It wasn't a sexual crush. It wasn't like that at all. Yeah. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Well, according to Elizabeth and according to Rosie, it wasn't. Well, Rosie, that's what Rosie says. It was and Elizabeth not. agreed. She, 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 I view. didn't want to kiss her. She has, she wanted to she wanted to tie her up and love her to death. I think is what uh, I don't know what the <laughs> quote was, but yesterday Elizabeth was on the View for the entire show and talked all about that and and admitted there was no sexual be- between us. Oh, not between, not on her part. No, she didn't think Rosie sure. did either. She yeah. said, "Well, she's dreaming." So the. Fox and Friends on Thursday. She was on Fox, and she sounded a, a lot more uh, a, she like she objected to it. She says, I immediately started praying after she read what Rosie said, and if a man said the same things about her, that would be an objectification of women That's in the workplace. That's why she was upset. It had nothing else to do so with it. So that is disturbing and wrong. Whether you're a man or you're a woman, you're objectifying women in the workplace, it's wrong. But, so here's the question. What Rosie is saying is, I found her attractive. Is that objectifying? No, I don't think that's not objectifying. No, I don't think either of it. The bottom line is Elizabeth hates Rosie, right? And so she's not going to say anything nice, except she did validate the fact that there was no sexual tension between them. Well, yeah, Yeah. not on her part, but the but I think that Rosie, who I don't even like that much, after reading what Elizabeth said, I started feeling bad for Rosie. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, hey, you liked her. You thought she was. Whatever. Yeah. She was a softball like girl people. or whatever. I mean, yeah. you're allowed to think someone's cute, I think. Right? Yep. And she didn't say it while they were working together. She waited till later and then ambushed her with it, which is great. <laughs> um, so tomorrow morning, we're going to do the uh, numerology thing with the Dodgers. That's going to be cool. The numbers lady with the Dodgers. Hopefully I'm she'll be able to predict some cool stuff and then we can... Yeah. Is there anything else with uh, with uh, Throwback Thursday that we ought to be uh, doing? Well, or do we want to... What about your first baseball game? First baseball game? We've done that before, but yeah. we could definitely do it again. Your first baseball experience? We your... can ask if anyone's caught a ball or yeah, your gotten favorite. signed. Yeah. Spilled a beer. <laughs> Funny thing that happened at the ballpark. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my memories are weird. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Because you were drunk? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was back in my dad's drinking days. Yeah. Oh, I was your dad was drunk. <laughs> I was a DD with all his drunk buddies when I was 16 years old, and we got kicked out of Dodger Stadium. Oh, and then right? uh, My dad didn't want to get in trouble, so we ended up driving to one of their friends' house because it was too early to come home. My mom would try to figure out why we're home early. <laughs> so I'm driving these drunk guys all over, I think it was Hacienda Heights, find, try to find this other guy's house. 
go in there, watch the end of the game. Then we drive home, and one of his buddies gets up and lay in the back seat of my car. He says, stop at 7-Eleven and get some beer. And I was like, no. I was so mad. <laughs> oh, wow. at, at that point, I lost my temper at 16. I was like, we're going home. <laughs> we're done. Good times. <laughs> good times. Oh, yeah. Hey, new liver right. everything's good. All right, we'll do it. Opening day tomorrow, Throwback Thursday. See you then.